0: Dive into our latest courses designed to enhance your bond with your furry friend. Whether you're a seasoned owner or a new puppy parent, there's something for everyone at dogspeak101.com. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Enroll now and take the first step toward a happier, well-behaved dog. Visit dogspeak101.com to browse our course catalog. Get 10% off all courses through February the 14th. Hey guys, and welcome to the Dog Speak podcast. I am Nikki Ivey, your host. I am thrilled that you are joining me to talk puppies, dog training, real life manners, and more. Be sure to check out our Facebook page, as well as our website at dogspeak101.com. Hey dog speak geeks. I hope you're having a wonderful week. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us with our March nutrition awareness month Last week we talked about how to read food bags How to look and see exactly what you are feeding your dogs and understanding that bag This week. It's just me uh, Brett has just too many things on her plate So it's just me, but don't worry You don't have to listen to me too long. I think this is going to be a quick episode I want to talk to you about dogs and motivation by food. I get a lot of clients who tell me that their dogs are not food motivated. And when I hear that, I just, I know that with food, it is a life sustaining resource. You have to have it in order to live. Dogs have to have food. So when they tell me that they're not motivated by food, then I know that either one they don't like the food that is being fed to them or to the food that they're eating does not make them feel good. And especially when I get dogs who don't eat on a regular basis. So I want to talk to you about today about food motivation and what to do if your dog is looking like they're not motivated by food. But let's start with the kibble itself. If your dog is not eating, at a minimum of two meals a day when the food is put down and they're not eating the right amount based on their caloric intake then we have a problem with that food. Now some people will tell me well my dog has always been this way. Well then you've always fed something that the dog either didn't like or does not make the dog feel good. So a lot of times people will just, when that happens, they'll just put the food down and allow the dog to graze and free feed all day. I do not recommend this whatsoever, especially if you have a multiple dog household, because it can really cause some serious resource guarding issues and some intrapack aggression issues. So I'd much rather dogs eat out of their own bowls and at least twice a day, three times if you have a small or tiny dog, but twice a day. And that will give you an idea, does your dog really like the food and does it make it feel good? So first thing, no free feeding, schedule feeding. Then I want you to make sure that you're feeding the right amount. And I want you to watch your dog to see how enthusiastic is your dog eating the food that you're feeding. If your dog is not eating the entire amount consistently or not eating consistently, then you know your dog has an issue with the food. So, you can change proteins. You can start out by changing proteins. But if it's not a protein issue, then you're going to need to change a complete different brand in order to get a completely different recipe. Because most brands are going to have the same recipe across the board. And so, you're going to want to change that recipe by changing the brand. Now, your dog may have a sensitivity or intolerance. I do recommend the uh saliva test with Dr. Dodds. Um, I do think that it gives us some really good information on what our dogs are having a sensitivity or intolerance to. Now, I'll also hear from people that they're feeding a chicken feed, a chicken feed, a, a chicken dog food, and the dog used to love it and now doesn't eat it and they just think they're bored. But in actuality, when dogs are eating a certain thing over and over and over again, they can actually develop a sensitivity to it, which is again an important reason why we want you to change out recipes and brands every couple of bags. And again, if your dog has a healthy gut, they can do this. But if they don't have a healthy gut... Then they're going to have other issues. They're going to have allergies. They're going to have uh, probably some itchiness, maybe some GI issues, ear infections. So there's so many things that, that can occur because of that. So we really got to make sure that that gut is healthy and the dog is enjoying what you're feeding. So, you know, check that saliva test out. That's a great way to know what your dog is really wanting, or you can always just do trial and error. And that can take some time, quite a bit of money, but it can totally tell you what your dog has a preference to or just a sensitivity or intolerance to. So that is the thing is, again, if you're, especially if your dog is uh, maybe eating at night and then they don't want to eat breakfast and then they'll eat again at night, then they don't eat breakfast. Uh, That's not necessarily a preference by your dog. A lot of times, it's where your dog eats, and by morning time, they don't feel good. Therefore, they don't eat, and then they're hungry at dinner, and so they eat at dinner. So, if your dog is eating like that, and it could be vice versa, you could have a dog who eats in the morning, doesn't feel good throughout the day, so by the evening time, they are not, they don't want to eat, and then it comes back morning, they're starving, they have to eat. So that is, that's the one big thing you want to look at on how well does your dog eat when presented with the food. Second thing is if your dog will eat the food, if you add something, then we know it's not the right food. So I don't mind adding something to food. I I never have a problem adding in a little bit of fat-free plain Greek yogurt, maybe a little cottage cheese, maybe a little canned food never have a problem adding something, a little pumpkin. But if I'm having to add it just to get my dog to eat, then that is not the right food for them. You have to find something that the addition of a topper is coming just because you want to spice, you know, spice up the life of the dog food or just give your dog a special treat, but not to get them to eat. Not to mask the fact that that kibble is not the right kibble for them. Okay, so that's the second thing you want to look at to know if your dog is having a problem with the food. And third is if your dog will not really eat its food because it's waiting for table scraps or waiting for dog treats or waiting to know because, you know, dad will make him an egg. Well, your dog is smart because that egg is healthier. Dog knows that egg is healthier. But if your dog won't eat its food, but will eat other things that's offered to them, like treats or like, you know, human food, then that again tells you that the dog is motivated by food. You're just not motivating by the right food, right? I'm, I think we all at some point can be motivated by food, but I'm much more motivated by french fries and a milkshake than I am cauliflower. So You have to look at what it is you're using. You can't just do a blanket statement and say, well, my dog is not motivated by food. Therefore, I can't train them using treats. So that is, that is very rare. (laughs) Um, If I have a dog who doesn't even eat my treats, then I know the dog now has a negative association with food in general. It's not a choice. It's not a, you know, I just don't care much about food. It's the fact that the dog has not had a positive association, therefore does not see it as a reward. So, and I and I see dogs sometimes who literally it does not matter what kibble you change to, they will not eat it because of the association of that texture, of that form, just of it in general. And so a lot of times we have to ask people to change to something like dehydrated, just to get the dog slowly detoxed back on a healthy gut system and then you can start to throw in some of that kibble again so again your dog is communicating to you if they're not wanting to eat that consistently it's not like they're like kids and they're don't want to eat their broccoli so that you know they can save room for chocolate cake that this is not what's happening with dogs they are communicating by the way they're either eating or not eating and you need to be aware of that and also, when we're looking at using treats with training, you will definitely want to stick with treats that are very high, high quality treats. I use things that are very high in protein, that are basically protein-led, like lamb lung, beef lung. But I'm also looking for things that have limited ingredients. I want the least amount of ingredients as possible. And I want things that have different textures that are easy to break up. So that I'm using just enough to taste for my dog. Because we do want to keep our eyes on our calorie, you know, caloric intake. But we want to make sure that we do have a different variety of food rewards when doing training. Now I'm going to mention here in a second, we're going to talk in a minute about other rewards. But right now specifically with food rewards, I I use a a combination that I call Nikki's Doggy Crack. And it's just a, a combination of some different brands with different textures, different flavors, so that the dogs that I train never know what they're getting. They don't know if it's going to be lamb long, beef long, turkey heart, if it's going to be a you know a tripe, uh, air hy- dehydrated treat, if it's going to be a piece of dog food. They don't know, but they love to play the game just to see what that is going to be next. And so you definitely want to have a good variety. Some like real meat treats have some wonderful treats. Zeewee, uh Stella and Chewy's. Love theirs. We have Sojo's. We have um, I know that there is Nature's Logic has a few really good ones. Play-Doh used to have some really good ones out. I don't know if I've seen those in a while but there is a good variety and I'm sure we will have some more uh, recommendations as uh, we do the podcast throughout the month because we're going to have some different topics on nutrition but it's it's something that you really just want to look at it. And see that there are different types of treats you can use, whether it is doggy crack, made for dogs, or if it's something that's out of your kitchen. You know, you can use some scrambled eggs, use some green beans, use some carrots, use some cut up apple. If your dog likes bananas, you know, limit that because dogs don't need the carbs, but they're healthy. They're healthier treats. Uh, Stay away from any treats that have food coloring. Stay away from treats that have like bacon flavor Uh, or like chicken flavor because that is not going to be natural flavors and again you're going to end up with a lot of preservatives in that and you're going to typically have a lot of sugar in it and speaking of sugar because we have talked about it a little bit is that you're going to find sometimes if you've been feeding your dog a food that's been full of sugar and a lot of the cheaper brands do have a lot of sugar uh, and you go to feed a dog with less sugar um, meaning very little sugar, your dog may not be as into it because the addiction of the sugar. So for example, I don't eat a ton of sugar. I'm not a huge sugar intake uh, person, but I love sweet tea and I love super sweet tea. I like it to leave carpet on my teeth. I love sweet tea. So when I started to try to back off the sweet tea, I started decreasing the amount of sugar in the tea. And it got to a point where I was not, I didn't care for the tea anymore because it didn't have that sugar take. So you can't say I didn't like sweet tea. I just didn't like sweet tea that was not that sweet. So for dogs, again, it's its a change. Now, I'm sure over time, if I just drank my tea with very little sugar in it, eventually I could drink it without sugar. You know, it's a lot of people that drink coffee. They drink it with cream and sugar and then they want to go to just black. They may start out uh, decreasing the sugar and decreasing the cream and eventually just eliminating both to where they're just drinking the black coffee. Uh, So again, your dogs have to kind of go through this process. You have to take time and really work and give your dog a chance to see how that food is going to feel within their system and how much they like it. And, um, and I promise you guys, your dogs are food motivated. You just got to find the right thing. It doesn't mean that your dog's not going to find chasing a tennis ball is more rewarding than, um, you know, a piece of apple. Very, It's very uh, normal for dogs to be like, I'd much rather chase the ball than have an apple. Just like I'd much rather um, go lift weights than have to eat a plate of cauliflower. I'm not a big cauliflower fl- fan. You know, if it's in something, great, but it's just not my thing. So it's picking and choosing what you would rather have. What is going to be more rewarding in that moment? Sometimes Isabella loves food as a reward. Sometimes she wants to play tug. So you just have to look at your dog and and start to understand what do they see as a reward? What level is that on? And what can I do to help my dog uh, you know, have the best food, have the best treats. When I say the best, I don't necessarily mean the price tag. I mean the best for your dog. How does it make your dog feel? And, you know, does your dog like it? Does your dog want to offer behavior for it? Does your dog want to figure out how to get it? And I can tell you, if you ever question how well a dog likes a treat, give them a a new treat and see what they do after they eat it. If they just, you know, take the treat and then go roam and do something else, then that treat is not on the high value scale. If they take that treat, eat it, and then look at you like, oh my, how do I get another one of those? It's on the high value scale. And that's going to be different for every dog. And that includes that kibble. Don't, you know, don't say, well, my dog eats this kibble because my grandmother's brother's uh, son, you know, fed it to his dogs and they lived till they were 18. Well, that's great, and there's probably other things that were taking place in that, uh, but does not mean that that's going to be the right food for your dog. So don't just go asking everybody else, "What do you, you know, what do you feed your dog?" and then start it on yours. You need to really look at your dog. You need to see what you be, you know, what they've been eating in the past. Compare some ingredients, and if you need help with that, we're going to be offering nutrition consultations where you can actually just email us the information. We'll put together a few uh, recommendations for you, your dog's caloric intake, and and get that to you so that you don't have to do all that research. We can do all that for you. Uh, We have the education in it so that we can do that for you, and that's going to be put on the website hopefully this week. If not, it'll be next week, but you will have that available before the end of the month where you can get on and and order a nutrition consultation, and we can help you with that. And we'll also be offering the raw diet consultation towards the end of the month, 1st of April. So be looking for that. Uh, We can do this for you. We can help you out. And uh, we would love to help you out, because we want your dogs to be healthy. It always starts right there. So that's a simple episode this week. I just want you to understand that Dogs are, all dogs are food motivated. If your dog, if you're telling me your dog's not food motivated, then they're not eating the right food, which means they're not as healthy as they possibly can be. And I want your dog to be healthy. And I want you guys to be healthy. So this is Nutrition Awareness Month for you and for your dog. So even look at what you're feeding and make sure that you're getting healthy. Your dog is getting healthy. They're in, you know, they're not gaining weight. They're not losing weight that they are as healthy as they can. They're not suffering from constant ear infections or yeast infections or itching and scratching, rubbing their faces on the ground all the time. Um, Now, you know, any type of allergies, or sensitivities like that's going to start in that immune system, which is in the gut. So I want you to be thinking about that. Look what you got going on. Let's make your dog as healthy as possible because when they feel good, they act well, they learn better. Um, And you get that dog that can get out into this beautiful weather that we're having and enjoy the days and be well-behaved. Go walking, go hiking, go visit, um, you know, an outdoor cafe if you're able to do so. Uh, Just take your dog along and and let's start really making them a part of your life and making them as healthy as they can be so they can live as long as they can possibly live. I love you guys. I appreciate you. I know this is a quick and kind of single episode and I know how much y'all love Having Brittany on this and I love having her and she will be back. Um, You just only got me this week, but if you got questions, shoot us an email info at podcast. I'm sorry, info at dogspeak101.com podcast at dogspeak101.com as well. We have had a few people email us through podcast at dogspeak101.com. We have replied to you, but we had to reply to you through info at dogspeak101.com. So if you've thought we've just ignored your email, and you've not seen the reply, please check your spam box, uh, because we did respond back to you, and We And because we love to hear from you guys. Uh, so just reach out to us at either of those uh, email addresses. Make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram. You can find all those um, links on our bio. And we love you guys and appreciate you. And please share this podcast, rate and review wherever you listen. The more rating and reviews that we get, the more it can come up in the search engine so that we can educate more people um, across the world. Hope you guys have a wonderful and awesome week.